Welcome to What CEOs Talk About. Do you wonder what CEOs talk about behind closed doors? How they bring their vision to reality? How do they overcome and succeed through adversity? We share that and so much more with each episode. Now, let's get started with the show. Hello, everybody. My name is Martin Hunter. I am the host of What CEOs Talk About, where we translate strategy into frontline operations. Today, my guest, Josephine, thank you very much for being on the show. Hey, Martin. Thank you so much again for having me on the show. I'm super excited about today and just the opportunity to talk a little bit more about what I do and, and flow to freedom. Fabulous. Thank you. First, a word from our sponsors. Josephine, have you ever worked a day in your life? I've worked a few, yes. <laughs> <laughs> in the businesses that you've run, what was um, on a day-to-day, -day, do you remember the businesses that you worked well or you worked in that worked really, really well? Yes. Um, the And what was the good thing about it? Having alignment with your team, um, having your operations oh. run smoothly operations run smoothly and let me if i was to ask you the opposite <laughs> name me a few opportunities where things didn't go so well i'm assuming that you'd pick the opposite yeah definitely when people were not on the same page um and nobody knew who's responsible for what um chaotic uh, chaos in the background that's usually uh, the downfall or the disadvantage so many people underestimate, so they, they invest a lot in visionary and I, don't get me wrong. I'm not shooting down visionaries. I think visionaries are great, but I've, often at times people believe in the magic of the visionary and to run a business, we don't necessarily believe in magic. We believe in hard work and to be able to really work hard in anything that you do, you need to have a good framework to work in. What I mean by that is you have to have good day-to-day -day operations, right? An organization that has great vision, that is chaotic, that will work for a little bit if the market is hot for you. So you're not really good. You're just lucky. And so I think it's important to understand that what Josephine said is if everybody's aligned, so you got functional accountability, you got a good strategic plan and your tactical ex execution is really aligned, then you've got singularity of purpose and that can't happen if you don't have a good operational mindset. And so for those companies who are struggling with that, that's what Urgio does best. They are operators by nature. Either you're scaling your business or you're integrating, you've just bought a business or you were looking to be acquired, making sure that your uh, business operations are tickety-boo is what Urgio does best. So thank you very much, Urgio, for the sponsorship of this message of this episode, I should say, pardon me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Josephine, who are you? What's your full name? What do you do for a living? My name is Josephine Kwan. Uh, that's a really loaded question. What do I do for a living? I do a little bit of everything. I am a passionate person who loves to follow her heart. Um, at the moment, I am the founder of a company called Flow to Freedom Apparel, and my mission is to change the perspective of periods through menstrual education and providing a tangible products uh, for women and girls and menstruators um, so that they can participate in sport. Fabulous. Thank you. We'll, we'll unwrap that a little bit. For a dad who's a coach, we had this conversation before. He said, period. What are you talking about? Oh, that's taboo. No, it is not taboo. It is something that we need to talk about. My daughter's an athlete. Ariel's 13, going to be 14 this month. And she has been selected to go to the provincials for rugby. So I'm super excited. I'm Congratulations. That's amazing. Very 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 much thank you so josephine before we go into telling putting some context around who you are and let's give us you know where were you born and all that stuff mm -hmm. how you were raised because it really helps the listener define who you are currently what is the title of the show the title of the show is own your potential 
Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josephine, tell us, where were you born? Let's put some context around who you are so it kind of brings the listeners up to where we are today. Great. Uh, born and raised in Vancouver. So, uh, went to school here in Vancouver, graduated, and then got my degree in kinesiology. Uh, was a strength and conditioning coach for several years before I decided to pack my bags and move to Maui. <laughs> um, <laughs> lived there for about five years, started a business there, and then um, after five years, I ended up moving back to Vancouver because my father was sick at the time, and I came mm -hmm. back to take care of him. And that's when I got into commercial real estate. So I spent about 13 years in the commercial real estate industry. Um, and then the one day I had this thought where, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun making lots of money, helping people and developers uh, build their portfolios. But I always felt like something was really missing. And um, I had a good friend kind of suddenly pass and I, um, at their celebration of life, I looked around and just noticed how many people were there. And it, it started to make me think about, you know, legacy. Um, what was mm -hmm. I doing to contribute to society? And um, you asked the question earlier, you know, if I had a week left and I was going to be gone tomorrow, like, what is left of of who I am and what I've built. Um, is there anything that I've, I've done that is of service and notable that I could leave behind? Um, so that's when I started kind of looking at, you know, what are my options? Um, you know, loving to uh, run businesses and build businesses. Um, that was kind of like the natural progression for me. And at the time, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I did always struggle with this thing called a heavy period. And oh. yes, and kind of going back to the roots of, you know, kinesiology and sport, my passion has always been in sport. You know, sport has brought so much to my life in terms of, mm -hmm. you know, uh, discipline and learning about leadership, um, all these great benefits. But being an avid um, sports fanatic and athlete, I found it extremely difficult for me to go to the gym or per, or go to a spin class without, you know, partway through running, like having to uh, leave the class and run to the bathroom because I had heavy periods. So oh it got to the point where I was really sick and tired of this. And um, I thought about, you know, what were the solutions? And at the time, I started to do some research. And I realized um, that there are some period underwear companies out there. So I started buying all these different brands and, and mm -hmm. testing them. And they were great. But, you know, being a little vain <laughs> and going to the gym wearing my cute Lululemons or Nikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was just thinking, oh, you know, like all these underwear lines and it's bulky and and when I so then I they I look went, like geriatric hey, geriatric diapers. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I continued to kind of search for you know a solution when I couldn't when I couldn't find what I was looking for. It, it was just pure selfishness let's call it i mm. said okay well what if i could create this pair of pants or leggings and um see you know if i can create something that could be a solution for myself and then when i when i started doing that i started thinking about um whether it can become a solution for others because at mm -hmm. that time i honestly growing up coming from a uh, chinese background mm -hmm. i didn't know like when I had my period, the first time I had my period, I didn't, I had no education around what a period mm -hmm. was. And honestly, I thought, honestly, Martin, I thought I was dying. Um, <laughs> I no, you. no, no education from my mom, nothing from school. Um, and, and so I thought like, if I create, can create this product and help others, how amazing would that be? Because I can tell you every single menstruator uh can tell you at some point or another they've likely had an accident and that's oh, yeah. really what 
yeah, like that's really what stemmed it, to be honest. Um, I'm still traumatized today because, you know, you just mentioned your daughter's um, playing in the provincial rugby tournament. So when I was 15 years old, I was in grade 10, I was playing in a provincial volleyball tournament. And at the time I had my period and suddenly I felt a leak. So I, I just literally ran to my male coach and told him, I, I really need to go to the bathroom. And instead of saying yes, he actually got up, shamed me in front of everyone and told me to get back on the court. And I, I will tell you from that day on, I've never ever played volleyball again. And wow. just, just that sort of traumatizing experience can change the, the, the trajectory of how, you know, younger girls, um, would want or not mm. want to participate in sport. Uh, it, it, it's so, I remember Ariel was the first time she, I'll use the word freak out, is uh, when she woke up, like her sheets were covered in blood and she was really ashamed. And and my wife, Tracy, did such a wonderful job. She's like, hey, it's okay. It happens to all of us. Well, not us, just us, not your dad, not your brother. It just happens to us women. Yeah. And she was very... And it's an open conversation where we actually embrace it and make, I don't want to say make fun of it, but we use humor to make Ariel feel good about it. And sometimes, you know, there's emotions attached and then Gavin will just look at me. Gavin's 10 years old. Is it time to go fishing dad? I was like, yeah, time to go fishing. So, I mean, we, I think that it's important for us. So the second component I think that needs to be identified is that the relationship of the coach, I, as a father and a coach, I've coached my kid through field hockey and rugby for most of our life. It is important for us. We don't know what we don't know and we will never know. So it's important. Absolutely. I think the education component that you're talking about just above and beyond the product that you have is critical to educate people. And, and men as well. Like we're coaching U14, U16 young ladies, right? Athletes. And those um, athletes go through, you know, what I thought was going to be, you know, why is Ariel down a little bit? Well, she's not about her period. It's actually her iron deficit that she has, mm -hmm. which is just multiplied when she has her period where her energy is quite low. So it wasn't just about the period. The period helped us identify the lack of iron in her, in her blood continuously. So, um, yeah, no, I, I just, I, I think the relationship, it's awful that that individual did that. So just to make sure that all coaches are not assholes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like what you said, right? You don't know what you don't know. And, you know, just analogy here, if, if we're at a dinner conversation and suddenly a conversation comes up about like business operations or running a business, mm. I'm sure, you know, you being somebody who's familiar in that industry, you would be very open to, to actually um, speak about the, mm -hmm. the topic. But when it comes to periods, I mean, why does it continuously um, remain as a taboo mm -hmm. is because people are fearful and when they're fearful, they're not going to speak out about a topic, whether it's ego driven because they don't know or don't have any knowledge or just the, the fear of saying the wrong thing. Um, and I'm not saying that's an excuse, but to, to prevent that, to continue to happen, that's when the piece of menstrual education is absolutely necessary. What do you and think? Based on, go ahead. No, no, please. Ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, based on the hundreds of uh, women and girls that I have spoken to, asking the question, um, what's the level of menstrual education that you've received? Majority have come back and said, oh, well, I remember I, I had one hour uh, <laughs> in grade 10 sex ed when they started talking about um, birth control, condom, basically how not to get pregnant. And then they touched on uh, menstruation. Well, by then, honestly, between you and I, it's too freaking late. Yeah. So the general age that uh, most girls will get their periods is between the ages of 10 and 15. 
Well, if you're teaching that class and that one hour for the entire semester at 15, too late. There's a high likelihood that they've already had their periods and and you're not then you're not preventing. You can't you can't prepare them because it, it, like you said it's t- it's too late. Mm-hmm. So, let's let's talk about fear because I'm always about fear setting. And what I mean by fear setting, not setting fears, but really about dispelling or uh, disemboweling fears. Mm -hmm. What is the athlete afraid of? The Um, female athlete. What what is she afraid of? Well, lots of things, whether it's living up to expectations uh, with their coaches, Mm -hmm. with their teammates, uh, with themselves. Um, You know, if, if, they are feeling those symptoms. They're potentially blaming themselves for not performing. Um, shame, like you said, definitely is a is a major factor. Um, thinking that there's something wrong with them, mm-hmm. like there's there's a lot of the mental side of things, um, in addition to the physical side of dealing with symptoms and um, their level of performance. So I think we need to treat it as a holistic uh, topic instead of just whether it is physical or, or a mental side of things. I like to get specific in regards to binary making choices, right? Yes, no uh, behaviors. So thank you for that. We can dive back into that one. What is a male coach afraid of? We kind of touched on this before. I think a big part of the fear is just not understanding. Um, Not understanding the education behind and the physiology behind um, periods. So again, what you don't know, you're going to try to avoid. So unless we create curriculum, and and I'll go back to thinking about kinesiology, um, through all our school books, everything that we learned about training, all the testing and research is based on men. Mm-hmm. Well, women are not just a smaller version of men. No. So physiologically, we're completely different. So you can't treat us the same. And I think with some of the coach, uh, coaches now, I think there's, there's an better understanding of that now and there's there's a lot more research being done um that's geared towards female athletes but prior to that from my age mm-hmm. um back then like it it was is is just treated like we have that saying just pink it mm-hmm. and it it becomes like you know even even when you're talking about um shoes like footwear with with athletic footwear just make it a smaller size and throw some pink on it and it, it would fit a, a woman. And that's just not the case. Again, physiologically, we're just different. And only now in the last, I would say, maybe three to five years, we've now been noticing a lot more uh, companies and brands that are definitely more dedicated in understanding the female mm-hmm. body um, and adapting to the female body. The, the fear on both sides is really, is, is a bit different. The, from what I'm, I'm taking from what you said, right? So if we think about performance and the holistic approach for the athlete is that the performance is a factor, but also shaming. And it's unfortunate that the shaming, that the, the fear of shaming will not most likely not come from the coaches, but from, is it's that perception that other people will shame in. So no matter how much we address it, it still needs to be individually addressed and diluted through education and through knowledge and through conversation. It's funny because I addressed this topic at our coaches meeting last Thursday and I said, Hey, let's talk about female period. And everybody laughed, even the, even the women. And I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just part of my friends. I'm fucking serious here. And they they all said, oh, whoa, 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 yeah. calm down. I said, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm just saying, I am serious. 
I I met Josephine a month and a half ago. I've been in I, I don't want to say I've been enlightened. <laughs> I've been I've learned a lot more. The light was turned on. <laughs> And so I think that we should share that information with others. And so the coach's fear was diluted also by my action and saying, hey, listen, let's let's table this conversation. Let's have a conversation about the period and how it affects performance. I think that that's a lot. And I think that it should be. I mean, it's like financial education, right? How how we are lagging in educating our kids on how to have a balance bank sheet, right? Uh, a balance sheet. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, Josephine, why did you pick the title of the show? Can you repeat the title of the show for the listeners and why did you pick it? The title of the show uh, I mentioned is own your potential. And that's actually the tagline for my brand, Go to Freedom. Uh, but I feel like why it's important is it's about showing people or individuals that, you know, it's a barrier that can be broken. It's, it's um, only until you accept it and you're not avoiding what it is and see continuing to see it as a problem, leveraging your period, the more you understand, the more knowledge you have, more power you have. And that in itself will allow you to then own your potential. Wonderfully said. It is so, the British um, air commandos have... Knowledge dispels fear, and just turning that line out, that line on, that light on. Pardon me. Of owning your own potential, how do you? So why did you? How did you come about with that? Like, what what was your enlightenment moment? And you say, hey, that's my tagline. That's the thing that I'm going to be known for. Why was that? Why is that so personal to you? Um, why is it so personal to me? Well, I think for too long, um, I, I personally felt the shame of periods mm. and until again, until I started doing research, I had no idea that one in three menstruators suffer from heavy periods this entire time from the time I started my period and I believe it was maybe 13 years old. I was living in this world where I thought I was the only one that was going through mm -hmm. this. Um, and how sad is that? And the, I only found this out probably about four or five years ago. I remember the story. I was, I was in the Cayman Islands and a good friend of mine, she was a lawyer turned fitness instructor. And um, she was saying, yeah, one of my biggest nightmares is to be teaching a class and getting up and there's a pool of blood. I'm like, sorry, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And she's like, oh yeah, I've always experienced these heavy periods and now my teenage daughter has the same issues. And I'm like, say what? This whole time I thought it was just me. And then that's when I really started to do the research um, and found out the, the number is one in three. But when I spoke to um, one of the most amazing uh, physiologists out there right now, Dr. Georgie Brunvel. She's out of um, the UK and her work is all around uh, periods and, and understanding the menstrual cycle and adapting it to performance. Um, she's working with some of the biggest teams around the world and her findings are when it comes to elite athletes, it's actually closer to 50%. Oh, wow. So think about that for a second. And then like that leads on to a whole bunch of other things. Like when I think about elite athletes and, and then that, that number of 50%, think about those white oh, kids. Oh yeah. Seriously. Like <laughs> who thought about that? It definitely, <laughs> but it, it just, 
I know I, I've probably kind of That's gone off on a tangent, but when I start talking of when I start talking about this, I'm like, like how can no one have thought about this in the past? And again, I think a really a big part is because of the lack of knowledge, and we go around living our lives not knowing that there's others that are out there. And I think you and I have t- spoken about this in the past. It's how do you continue to build exposure and spread the word? It's hard because I've spoken to a ton of athletes and I've had a ton of athletes who's all tested my product, love my product. And at the time when we're talking about the conversation, they're like, I completely understand. I, I'm definitely behind you and I, I wanna bring this to the forefront of sport. But when it comes down to it, and they have to come out and speak to millions of people in front of millions of people, nobody wants to say, oh, yeah, you know, occasionally I I leak or I have accidents. And it's still embarrassing. I don't understand why. Like, I don't. And I don't know if it's a guy thing. I don't know if it's because my brain is like that or because I just don't give a shit what other people think of me. I don't understand why it's not like you're incontinent. And even if you're incontinent, it's just you're not able to hold it. It's not like you're pooping your pants purposefully. It has nothing to do with that. You like I always say, you know, the, the female version of anything biologically, the opportunity to be able to procreate and have a baby in your body or have a You know, Tracy would be would be pregnant for the rest of her life if it wasn't for giving birth and back and forth you've got and that's the that's just who you are you've got the ability and maybe do you think it is because generations are changing or do you think that has always been like that because i know that women less and less and this is proven through that either they want less babies because career-wise, and I, I'm not blaming, it's just the state of the state of the fact, people want less children, and they want children when they're ready as well. So, do you think? So, 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 why would a mature professional woman who is capable, who owns her own potential, still feel shame from an event like this? Well, first of all, let me ask you a question. Like, where, what, like, what are some of the places where you get the biggest influence in your life? At home with my kids. Okay. Would be. My... Can I, would, would television or the media be another place oh, where, you know, you get yeah. exposed? So, true. There's some nasty people. Yeah. Have you ever seen, there's a. I believe it was only last year there was a show, um, was it Bridgerton or there was some other show that for the first time they showed a woman bleeding and they openly showed it on TV and there was so much talk about it. Like if you look at brands of um, tampons and pads, for fuck's sakes, they, they put the liquid as blue. That's true. What isn't blue? Why, why is it blue? <laughs> I never thought about that. But it is true. The TV, there is some nasty media people out there that would rip you apart because I, the, the, the image that I have in my head is a, 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 a female tennis player who's wearing white, stretching yep. over to get a ball. Like, you know how they... You know, they, they almost do the splits sometimes to catch yep. the ball and then blood running down her leg. And then somebody, some moron saying, oh, what an unfortunate event that, you know, maybe she's not at the top of her performance because she's bleeding. Oh, now I get it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You see, guy, now, look, we we talked it through. Here's a great <laughs> example of I, I didn't understand before. Now I understand now just from having a conversation about it. Oh, and it. And it's not just about guys. So there was an incident, and it's also culturally, if you think culturally, mm-hmm. um, there was an incident a few years ago in Africa. So there's a girl that went to school in Africa and um, she was in wearing like her full uniform 
and she was in her class and she got her period and she bled through, her female teacher made her stand outside of the classroom and told her she was dirty. She went home, cried, told her mom, and while her mom was cleaning her clothes, she committed suicide. Holy shit. This is the stuff that actually happens, but there's not enough visibility or exposure to share, to say, like, this is not right. Mm -hmm. This is, again, to perspective, right? Half of the world's population menstruates. Why is this still a taboo? In, in Canada alone, there are ele- approximately 11.8 million females between the ages of 10 and 54 that will menstruate. Like, how does it still stay as a taboo topic that we are embarrassed and, and can't talk about? I'll give you another example. You know how Clubhouse for a while was super hot. So you go on there and you're you're talking, you're connecting with people around the world. You get to have a conversation. And during one of the conversations, I brought up the importance. This was a sports group. I believe it was majority uh, to do with sports coaches. Okay. And again, brought up the the topic of how important it is for um, for us and coaches to have the the conversation mm-hmm. or even have the knowledge so that girls can feel comfortable if they do have their periods, mm-hmm. they know their coaches understand. Maybe you don't need to go that far and, and do a full workshop, but to just even address to say, look, I understand that it's something that on a monthly basis that players and athletes will go through and this can change um, the level of your performance. Mm-hmm. But I understand, and I actually had a mom slash female coach tear me a new one and said, it's not the coach's job, it's the parent's job. And I'm like, all right, well, how do you argue that? Like, I'm like, okay, well, are you not, I'm I'm coming, again, culturally, background, um, Asians are definitely a lot more reserved to Mm -hmm. begin with. we don't even have those conversations again. Like I didn't even know what a period was until I actually got my first one. So if that's, and, and the crazy thing is if, if other menstruators or women are thinking this, like, do we not, do we have a chance? Do we have a shot? I would punch that coach right in the throat. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I tell my kids, like I've coached little ones. I say, Hey, listen, make sure you hydrate. Make sure you tell your parents to eat well, make sure you, and then you have a conversation with the parents. Hey, don't feed them sugar, whatever you think. Don't feed them sugar yeah. before the game, you know, just hydrate them. Just let them be, you know, fasting is good. is okay to be able to, if they get hurt on the pitch, will you just say, Hey, hold on a second. I'm not touching this kid cause he's, he or she is, is injured. So it's the parent's job. What a load of bullshit that is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So how, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, the crazy thing is the people that I've noticed that are really starting to make a difference and starting to speak up and become allies are individuals like yourself, girl dads. <laughs> so go dads no, go I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious it's because you know remember when i told you the story about me playing volleyball yeah so i've had a lot of dads say to me you know what if my daughter came home and told me what you had experienced and said they were never going to play sports again or volleyball or soccer whatever mm-hmm. it is do you understand how sad I would be just the thought of, you know, how, how do you let something like that completely um, derail you from wanting to participate? It just doesn't make any sense. So then, you know, they take more of an advocacy role mm-hmm. and say, you know, like, what can I do to help? Yeah. How do we make sure that this doesn't happen? Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, that's why, like, I real and I've told you this before, like, I appreciate what you're doing, even like providing me with a platform to talk about the, the, 
the topic of periods so openly. And even like for myself, when I first started the company, I remember as soon as I start speaking about periods, the other person would get all red. I would get all red and I'm like, yeah, I know it's a little bit uncomfortable, but now I'm like periods, 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 like bloody hell, I'm talking about periods all the time. Um, but again, it's if you're uncomfortable and the other person can sense that you are, that's what happens It's okay. Well, you, you both get a little bit embarrassed, but if you're like open and honest and, and how we're having this conversation, then that's when amazing things can actually happen. I I'll say it from this most selfish way possible. Rugby for me was a big thing. My, I didn't push my kids into it. It's actually my wife, Tracy during the pandemic that said rugby is open. There's nothing else to do. You guys are going period. End of, end of conversation, you guys are going, both of my kids. And both of my kids started out without me coaching, and then they loved the game through certain situations. Um, and so now, very selfishly, I see my kid thriving at rugby, and I want her, very selfishly, to go as far as she can possibly can without being that, that pushy parent, right? Hey, that's my kid. You know, I am facilitating and supporting her every which way she can. So if I can understand one key component of her physiology that where I can help her, same thing with nutrition, if I can bring that experience, that brings a second point, inclusivity. I don't want to call it equality. I don't want to call it diversity. I want to call it inclusivity. If I'm a white male, and I took I took a I I took hard when people say, "Oh, you're you're privileged," and I would say all the time, "Fuck you!" I worked for every goddamn dime I had, right? <laughs> I'm you know I, my dad is Scottish. We grew up poor sometimes too, you know. Anyways, and. And it's it's only Katrina who I interviewed, who was on an episode. She said, Martin, it's not about you. It's about the doors that open in front of you. And she said, well, if you're a white male, there's three doors in front of you. All three will open. If you're a black man, two out of the three will open. If you're a woman, only one will open. And if you're Asian, if you're, if you're LBGTQ, no doors open. So it, that visual brought me back to my coaching and said, how do I leverage my privilege? And I say it openly. How do I use my privilege to be able to bring people with me that don't necessarily have all three doors open? You stand behind me. If I have to bash the door through, then come right behind me. And I think that coaching and talking about this is, is exactly that. As a coach, if we're male and we're white and we've got this opportunity and we've got privilege, then fucking use the mic. Grab the mic and saying these are my these are my female athletes they have periods who gives a shit well i give a shit but you know what i'm saying is if there's an accident anybody anybody bashes them i'll bash you right by I, don't use violence don't use my analogies <laughs> i get very i get very protective i am very much a papa bear when it comes time to my people so i get very very protective uh, you know, years in the military, I get defensive. Um, so anyways, I got off on a tangent there, but I think that bringing inclusivity, bringing the conversation up to, to, to the topic, um, and I, you know, that kind of full circle of owning your own potential as well is, I think more women should not be afraid of speaking it. I think that if there's one thing that we should encourage young athletes and athletes of all ages to say, Hey, listen, if you've got your period now, what do you, what's your opinion? Cause there's conversations between moms and girls that I'm listening to all the time, right? There's, we want to be parents. We want to be embracing. And I've heard, through parenting oh i kept my daughter home because she has her period and she's not doing this she's not doing and so and then uh, i saw your head shake and then we have parents <laughs> and i know i don't want to i don't want to put tracy in in a a different position but she tells my kid she's like suck it up buttercup this is something that you have to live with 
So embrace it, understand it, share it. If there's something that you're not feeling well, yeah, but you can't you can't stay home from school one week out of the month every month. That's just that that just that's not going to happen. What's your opinion? Oh man, I I, I was shaking my head, and I, I, again, misconception. And first of all, can you imagine allowing something like your period to dictate what you can and cannot? Agreed. Do? We again. On average, we menstruators will have their periods from the age of 10 to 54 <laughs> every single month for their lives. Like, and I'll be the first one to say, my mom has told me, you know, when you have your period for the first few days, um, don't go out, only drink hot things, uh, don't do any physical activity. And I'm like, do you want to keep me in a cage mm. or in a glass box? But again, it's misconception. And it's how do we change that perspective? Why? Because when you exercise, you actually do more good. You feel better. Your endorphins, it helps with the cramps. It helps with the symptoms. You can actually perform at a higher level. And I think all of that has not been considered because again of the lack of education mm -hmm. and only to only now with you know menstrual um cycle tracking apps uh, there's two out there that are absolutely amazing um and i suggest for anyone definitely coaches athletes parents start tracking your menstrual cycle to understand what are the patterns and then stop treating it as a thing and treat it like it's any other training variable, mm. like sleep, like nutrition, like performance training or strength training. Treat it like that opposed to this separate thing. And it goes back to why I'm saying, like, you need to look at it holistically. Mm -hmm. And how does it affect you mentally? Uh, your coordination is going to be different during different times of your cycle. Um, your ability to get injured because you're your um your joints are more lax it's going to happen during oh, really? certain, oh, wow. but you you don't know unless you have the education hence why i like i said from the, from the beginning it's great i you know creating this line of period proof activewear it's great there's a tangible solution along with a, a bunch of other different period products but it's the education side first. You need you need that. It, they go hand mm. in hand. Um, and and I love how your wife actually tells your daughter, "Hey, you know what? Go like don't let mm -hmm. that stop you." I wish I had that. And we need more moms and more parents that are more encouraging and seeing it for what it is. It's just something that happens on a monthly basis. It's not going away. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, 40 years. <laughs> no, the more you talk about it, it's like, I need to get my beard trim every month. I, my fingernails grow. It's like, how is it any different? Because, and, and because people are ridiculous just because it comes from, and it's funny because every time I say the word vagina, Gavin, my boy, 10 years old, laughs his head off. I'm like, you're such an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but then I laugh at him and it's funny all over. And then my, my wife and my daughter, we say vagina. And then all of a sudden he just starts crying laughing. It's just there's association with private parts or reproductive parts that like the word vagina is no different than the word nose or fingers. It's just what we associate with it. And the fact there's blood attached to it and it's female, I think historically we're just human beings. I as much as we think that we have evolved, we are so simple creatures. Last question, performance-wise. I've done CrossFit for a long time. To stay fit in rugby, I adopted CrossFit. There's a lot of CrossFit women that, that and mm -hmm. I say, shouldn't say just CrossFit women, like, like high-intensity athletes um, that loot I, I don't know if the proper term is to lose or it pauses like what's the like what's happening is that good is that not good what's your opinion as a as a oh. special i'll call you a specialist because you know shit ton more than i do in most of the population what what happens is that good is that not good what's your opinion 
you're meaning Correct. that they don't get their Correct. their periods. So get not getting your period is definitely okay. not a good thing. Your period is basically a tool that indicates the the your vitality and your health. So for you not to get it means that there's multiple things that are happening and sometimes it could be, you know, nutrition has to do with over exercising um and not yeah like not getting the nutrition you need it, oh, it's wow. definitely not a good thing and so here's the thing there's the physiological side where overtraining and all these things have to kind of connect it's called reds but how all these things have to kind of come together and then you lose your period but also i've actually come across athletes where because of their periods, because of heavy periods, they've actually um, taken the IUD, which which mm. is a birth control method or birth control pills, to the point where they don't bleed. Can you imagine? Again, that's how you're allowing your period to dictate mm -hmm. what you can and cannot do. Because they're thinking, "Well, I have a tournament. I can't. I can't mm -hmm. have my period then. Like it's an inconvenience." where we're trying to change that perspective is learn about your period. So you know how to manage mm. your cycle. Don't get me wrong. When, when we're talking about, uh, when we're talking about periods earlier and, and, you know, all jokes aside, there are certain oh, medical conditions like endometriosis that the pain be yeah, beyond is belief, yeah. unbearable and s they need surgical uh, treatment. But with most symptoms, they are mm -hmm. treatable through, again, nutrition, having the right nutrition. Um, it's a really, really big piece on, on the rest side. And again, it goes back to if you understand it and you can leverage that knowledge. Um, I suffered from period pains, massive pains, where I would be completely debilitated for two days uh, for two, two decades only the last several years that I started tracking my period and eating mm -hmm. and taking the right supplements, I've now had no pain with my periods for the last year and a half. And no. I was like, how come nobody told me this? I've been living through the pain for however long. It doesn't make any sense. But again, like yeah. you, you don't know what you don't know. So what I'm saying is, we need to educate again there's a couple of apps what are that they? are phenomenal but in addition uh it's called wild ai okay. and Thank then you. there's the fitter women app so those two uh mm. that are more sports related there's a there's quite a few out there but um these two are are uh sport related and um start noticing the patterns like understand i'll give you a quick example mm -hmm. I love spicy food and I, I love, and I'll throw sriracha and Franks on everything. What I notice is when I have my period, as soon as I put a splash of spice, wow. I'll have instant cramps. I don't, wow. nothing. But, it, but you know, and that it comes yeah. full circle in regards to owning your own potential. Like understand knowledge dispels fear, understand your body, own your body, accept it for what it is and who you are and manage it. I, I, I mean, I, you couldn't have said it better. And that, and that applies, I'm going to go out on the limb here. It applies to not just women. It applies to men. It applies to businesses. It applies to yeah. own it, own your potential, learn. If there's one thing that, Josephine has said today, if you don't, if you don't get it, then don't listen to my podcast anymore. I don't watch here. Uh, just listen intently <laughs> as saying knowledge dispels fear, learn it, talk about it, be open about it, own your own potential as an individual, female, male, as a, as a team, own your own potential. What are the strengths? Where are the areas for improvement? How do we accept who we are? Where do we fit in all of this? This applies to teams, sports teams. It applies to companies, to business unit. Like, don't think that just because we talked about the period that what Josephine is saying does not, should not, and does not fit in your day-to-day -day life. So, Josephine, 
Thank you so very much. It's just, I, we can keep on talking forever and ever, but I know people are going to probably have to go to work. They're going to have to stop listening to the podcast because they're like, oh, shit, that's so interesting. <laughs> um, so, Josephine, you do a couple of things, right? So you've got your product, but you also do educational talks, right? So where can people reach you at yeah. to get more information about what you do and how you can educate their teams, their coaches, the individuals? either on our website at www.flow, F-L-O-W, the number two, freedom.com, or you can reach me on LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn and DM me. I'm happy to uh, set something up and potentially do a workshop for the coaches as well as for teams. And I think the own your own potential is this. At first, I was, I was really struggling to figure out how does this connect? And then after a whole bunch of time, I was like, damn, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you, Josephine. I think we need more people who are advocating inclusivity. We are advocating what, and it's funny, right? When I think about inclusivity, periods have been happening since the dawn of humanity. And they don't just happen to human beings. They happen to dogs. They happen to cats. They happen to everything and they've learned to adapt deal with it overcome it manage it why do we think that why do we have to our gift of cognitive reasoning can oftentimes be our downfall so i just appreciate for who we are human beings and and embrace the differences right exactly let your pa- let your period be your superpower <laughs> I'm going to tell that to my daughter. She's going to say, what? I say, wait, wait, wait. Listen to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Josephine, thank you so very much for being on the show. Truly appreciate it. What a lovely conversation. Uh, If anybody wants to get a hold of her, like she said, um, flowtofreedom.com or um, Josephine, just check her out on LinkedIn. Fabulous. Thank you so much for your time, Martin. Again, really appreciate the conversation. Fabulous. Thank you. With that said, my name is Martin Hunter. I am the host of What CEOs Talk About, where we translate strategy into frontline operations. Please like, subscribe, and click the notification bell to get an update on when Josephine's podcast episode will be on YouTube. Fabulous. Thank you very much, Josephine. Thanks for tuning in to What CEOs Talk About. Make sure to click subscribe to get notified about future episodes or check us out at www.whatceostalkabout.com.